The Public News Service Joe Newscast, May the 5th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The New Hampshire Senate is holding a floor vote today on a bill they're calling the Parental Bill of Rights. But advocates for LGBTQ plus young people say it undermines student privacy and would harm students' mental health. Among other measures, it requires schools to notify a student's parents if they participate in school clubs, extracurricular activities, or visit the school counselor. Chris Urchel, an attorney with GLAD, GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders, says these provisions would be harmful to LGBTQ plus students and would undermine school efforts to create an affirming and inclusive learning environment. LGBTQ youth have the right to go to school and express themselves as who they are, including with their exploration with gender. And they should also have the right to associate freely with peers and with teachers that they trust. And this legislation really does interfere with those rights. Proponents of the bill say it would foster parent involvement in education, but Urchel adds the U.S. is facing a mental health crisis, which is disproportionately affecting LGBTQ plus students, and that young people need to be able to connect with trusted adults at school. I'm Lee Bulky reporting. If senators do vote to pass the measure, groups will be looking to Governor Chris Sununu for a veto. Advocates for Planned Parenthood Pennsylvania and state officials gathered in Philadelphia Wednesday to stand firm on protecting abortion access. That after the leaked draft indicating the Supreme Court would overturn its 1973 decision in the case Roe v. Wade. Pennsylvania has no laws protecting abortion access on the books, and Democratic Governor Tom Wolf has said he would veto any bill that restricts it. During a news briefing, Southeastern Pennsylvania Planned Parenthood President Dale Steinberg said it's important to remind people that abortions are still safe and legal right now. We are fighting to ensure that everyone has the power to control their own bodies. We deserve elected officials at all levels of government who believe that as well. No judge and no politician should ever block your personal medical decisions or set the course for your life. The Supreme Court decision won't be finalized until it's officially published, most likely in the next two months. A report found that if Roe v. Wade is overturned by the high court, the number of people who may drive to Pennsylvania for an abortion would skyrocket by 1,000 percent. I'm Emily Scott. Now from NBC News, Donald Trump Jr. testified Tuesday before the House Committee investigating last year's attack on the Capitol, that according to a person close to the former president's oldest son. Appearing by video conference for two hours, Trump Jr. spoke to the panel voluntarily, the source said, adding the discussion was pretty uneventful. This is PNS. A coalition of more than 60 environmental and community groups are calling on Colorado's governor, Jared Polis, and other elected officials there to act faster to avert the worst impacts of a warming planet. Patricia Nelson with the group Safe and Healthy Colorado lives in Weld County, which produces more than half of the state's oil and gas. She says instead of ramping up production, Polis should direct the Colorado Oil and Gas Conservation Commission to stop issuing fracking permits. We also need to implement some kind of just transition program to retrain workers because people in communities like mine, we don't have any other choice. There aren't any other jobs for us. The coalition delivered a petition urging the Polis administration to declare a climate emergency and to develop a more comprehensive plan to phase out fossil fuel production no later than 2030. Climate scientists warn that pollution from fossil fuels must peak and begin to drop within three years in order to keep global temperatures from reaching dangerous levels. 
I'm Eric Galatis. There's a strong connection between health and academic success. Some districts in Ohio are bringing wellness services into schools to meet kids where they are. School-based health centers help eliminate some of the barriers families face in accessing health care services, such as transportation or lack of a medical home. Jolene Joseph is CEO of the Healthcare Connection, which helped establish Mount Healthy's new school-based health center. She explains they help students with health-related issues such as treating colds, managing asthma, and dental problems. They also conduct mental and behavioral health screenings. We are looking at treating the whole individual from top to bottom and looking at social determinants of health. So where are the struggles for youth? We oftentimes look at those through the perspective of the parent, but not really looking at it from a child's point of view. Mary Sherman reporting. Finally, Mike Bowen lets us know that farmer cooperatives allow producers to pool resources together to get a better bang for their buck. Farmer-owned co-ops are designed to boost processing capacity and build markets for members and the food they grow. The Minnesota proposal would allow startup grants for up to $50,000. Angela Dawson is co-founder of 40 Acre Co-op, which was created in 2019 to elevate socially disadvantaged farmers. While her model is already thriving, she sees value in helping other local networks get off the ground. Cooperative funding to rural communities, I think, should be a real top priority because our rural communities have really suffered from business shutdowns during the pandemic. In the U.S., roughly 2 million farmers are members of more than 2,000 cooperatives. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.